Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of Tiger Pops Podcast. And today I'm here with Angelina and Julia again. Hello, I'm Julia. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I've been a fan of Midnight Poppy Land since, you know, quarantine started. It's kind of been my little addiction ever since, my little obsession. <laughs> yeah, it's like our sanity pill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Angeline. I run the Facebook group, and I've been on here a few times, and because I love, I just, I'm back for more. Yeah, and this episode is, I love it, it's one of my favorite episodes, so let's get straight into it. So, briefly recap, last episode, we found out that Tora is the most sensitive person on planet Earth, because he makes sure to change his outfit and change the location of the date when he sees that Poppy is underdressed and feeling insecure about her appearance. And he brings her to this place and we see Poppy's outside. You know, we and had ended last episode with this vision, episode 15, with this vision of Poppy standing there in encased in this glow, this golden light glow, sniffing at a tree, a cherry blossom tree. And it's just like this picture of peace and serenity and of sensitivity. You know, she's She's noticing the beauty in things. She's she's sniffing this this tree. And then we find out even more funnily, the first thing Tora tells her is it's a fake tree, which is <laughs> so Tora. You know, she's having this moment. Her eyes are closed. She's having this experience of like beauty and, you know, going beyond the world. And Tora's, bam, back to real earth. It's not real. You know, bringing her, bringing reality to her face and showing her the negative side of the world because this is what he experiences. This is how he sees the world. He doesn't have these uplifting moments of serenity and joy and poetry and hallelujahs and angels singing in his head. He just has the real world, which is, you know, cynical and mundane and negative and twisted. So this is just like this slight, this small, small scene. You really just see the differences between their worlds. And you also can see it in the the image when she's it looks like she's like thrust, throwing a piece of the tree away, but her side is very lit up and bright, and then his side is very dark and gloomy, and that's all in one panel. And I, that was really interesting for me when I looked at it. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, and, I, I know, think. Well, I think this was something that uh, I remember Lily putting in. Um like on the Patreon, right? That the, that Poppy is the light in, in, uh, in Tora's life. Right. And this is like that first moment where it's like, cause he's in the dark, like from the last chapter. And then he sees, you know, her like sniffing the, the flowers. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about this is that Poppy is saying, I know that I was just pretending. And that speaks to, Poppy's ability to, um, you know, uplift what she sees around her, where even if the circumstances are bleak around her and things aren't that great, she has the ability to look at it and make it be optimistic about it and make it beautiful, which is just something so beautiful about Poppy. 
And, you know, Taurus Danny there, his, he's in the defensive stance, his back is ramrod straight, his arms are crossed. Again, you know, Poppy is open, fluid, loving, everything. And Taurus, the opposite, Taurus closed off, Taurus harsh, Taurus cynical. It's just, and there, there's a big gap between them physically, right? He doesn't move close to her and say hi. He just, he's far away from her, right? And he says, you know, he brings her crashing down to reality, which just shows me that he doesn't even feel confident or close enough to like just be close to her. He wants to, I feel like, you know, he, he's keeping his distance because he doesn't feel comfortable enough with her to like that he's her friend, that he deserves to be close to her. And also I think he maybe wants to show her who he is by right away being gruff and rough and tough. And, you know, this is me, like, this is who I am. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of in your face in the sense of, like you said, this is who I am. And she's this little light and he's he's very hesitant to move toward it. And he, he's just almost like he's trying to burst the bubble like he doesn't think it's real or that he, he doesn't think it'll last. So he's trying to get to that part so that he's not sitting here in this glowing moment knowing that it's not going to last so he's trying to just get that part over with burst the bubble yeah mm. but he ends up mm-hmm. saying like because she's pretty embarrassed by this and he's like could have fooled me and she's like well okay fine you got me i thought it was real at first so and then she ends up saying like then when she realized that it wasn't she pretended that it was yeah, which is again that that sweetness, that ability to to make the world a better place than it really is. And but she's embarrassed. She's not looking at Torah. You know, Torah at this point has moved closer. He, he's put his arms into his pockets, and he's just really into focusing on her. And she's embarrassed. She's looking away from him, and she's arranging this fake tree <laughs> for like a couple of panels. And then she says, "You know, I have a sense of smell. You know, I can smell things." And at this moment, you know, you see Torah's hand in his pocket, and we don't quite know what it is yet, but we see something in his pocket. Um, it's something metal and round and something like some looks like some string. So just keep that in mind because that'll come up later. When I first saw this, I was like, why are we looking at this? Like his car keys? I was like, why? Who cares? But <clears throat> Lily doesn't put anything there for any, for no reason. So just, you know, keep that in mind. And, you know, now we see it from his vantage point. He's looking down at her and she's like, she's smiling a little. And she's like, just how I could smell your Jack. And then she's like, oh shit. <laughs> your Jack. Your Jackfruit. <laughs> <laughs> and she's sweating and then she's like well this is the place isn't it, it took me a while to find i'll go check it out for a see you inside bye <laughs> pretty much slams exactly the door. How I read that too. <laughs> and he was just and he's just standing there going like what the frig yes. <laughs> oh my god adorable <laughs> adorable <laughs> because she obviously I was dance after she goes inside like the hands on the hips looking down at the ground like all that's missing is him like grabbing the back of his neck that's like classic confused man pose (laughs) right and she was embarrassed because she didn't want to tell him that she was smelling his jacket and that she liked the smell (laughs) because that's pretty intimate she also they haven't really confirmed yet that she knows that it was him at the at the train so she's like crap that was giving away something that i'm not ready to give out yet right definitely Ah, adorable so cute 
So anyway, so she she goes in and she's like crap, 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 but then but then and you know, she's like, how did he get there without even making a sound? Which to me, you know, this this happens quite a lot where Tora just shows up and nobody knows. So that, that shows that he's developed that stealth skill where he can, even though he's a large man, he can still be present without anyone noticing him. And she's thinking back to, you know, this beautiful image of him in the light, and, you know, just with his arms crossed looking at her. And his shirt's a little open. You see his gorgeous, like his collarbone and just his muscular chest like I have to say like you know she's blushing and she's like I was completely unprepared to see him so suddenly and she's feeling humiliated but I do think that she probably notices he's attractive here as well yeah yeah by her red face I'd say definitely she's like of all the ways to humiliate yourself of course he had to go straight for the kill with jackfruit Ugh. <laughs> I love it yeah, and he has this also like this um, must this like necklace with a skeleton on it, just more I intimidation. Want that necklace. Yeah, <laughs> very goth. I feel like so, he would. Oh. I feel like when he was a teenager, like, uh, like we only see like a few little snippets or whatever. But yeah, he he definitely was like dark broody boy. Mm-hmm. I think he even wears this uh, necklace in one of the teenage shots that we see. Oh. <laughs> so he keeps that. that first of all he, he actually can manage not to lose things i don't know about you but i've lost everything almost everything that i any piece of jewelry i had when i was a teenager and he's nostalgic i think you know when he has something he he keeps it and he's also probably used to things being taken away from him so the little things that he can hold on to like probably that hat may have also been something that he held on to from a young age and it's just some of those things that he can have those good memories just for still having them Mm -hmm. that that he hasn't, those haven't been taken away from him or he hasn't lost them. So that, yeah, yeah, the, those little things, it it kind of makes his reaction when Gaiu and uh, Quincy ask about the hat kind of makes it make a little bit more sense that he's defensive of those things because He's used to his thing. He's not used to being able to hold on to things and actually get to claim things as his own. He's used to things being taken from him. So what little he can hold on to, he's very protective of. That is so smart. I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, you're right. Maybe that's why, like Quincy says, he's so possessive of things. The only thing he can control. Wow, I love that. (laughs) Okay, so... Anywho, um, <laughs> we have here now, you know, she's feeling humiliated, but then she, you know, does, she's again being poppy, right? She inhales, takes a deep breath, you know, straightens up a little, and she decides to control herself. Enough with your petty emotions. You have something important to do and to time to get back on track. And this is very poppy. You know, poppy can push her feelings down so that she can get to do what she needs to do. She's in control of herself. Yeah. And then she's, you know, enjoying the restaurant. She says, you know, it's such a cool place. I wouldn't have known all these hidden nooks and dark corners. And then, you know, again, she's thinking of work because that's Poppy, right? She's very dedicated to work. I would love to do a cover on this place someday. Whatever its story is, it must be very rich. And she's like, let me soak in the incredible atmosphere. And then she's like enjoying herself. Everything's so small and cozy here. And, you know, you see that like because for her, she's like, oh, it's small and cozy. But Toro comes in and he has the bend to get in. <laughs> 
Yeah, because he's like, and it's he's like taller. A practiced move, too, how he's just so used to having to do that. Because <laughs> he's so, t- so much taller than even like this little restaurant or like the doorway. Hi. Right. Do we, do we know how tall Tora is? We'll get yeah, there in a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then she's like, I stand corrected, everything for him. And she's like, Is anyone behind the counter? And then, you know, Tora goes to the counter and he just knocks on. He's like, Oi, Alice is like Tora's way of saying hi oi and then he bends down and it's the cutest little thing he has this smile on his face and he has dimples yeah but she she points out first she's like rude and then she like notices that he has dimple like a dimple when he smiles and she blushes a little bit and it's oh it's such a cute little thing (laughs) Mm-hmm. And he's like beyond gorgeous. I really can't. And he is like he went from that stoic person we saw in the alley to a very comfortable, happy. He's smiling, and, and that's in the span of like a minute, maybe. So that's mm-hmm. a very interesting transition. That he was as soon as he came in, he automatically like everything else just kind of dropped away, and he was more just himself. Because right, I and he's like, like a full smile. Yeah, and I feel he's like, like this is one of his safe places. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few places he has where he can drop everything else and just be himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we meet this character and we'll see, you know, it looks like you. why is this place a safe space for him? You see how she treats him. You know, she's like, oh, it's a little lady. And we meet her name is Alice, and she is tiny. She has this curlyish white hair. She's wearing a bathrobe with a big pink fur collar on it. She has these glasses on top of her eyes. She can't really see very well. And her first thing she does is she thwacks them over the head with a fan. <laughs> and that's just like, Bobby's like, what's going on? It's got the little lines by her eyes, which is just like, shock. What? But doesn't say anything. And then she starts laughing. Right. And this is like this biggest irony because, you know, Tora is this huge, intimidating, young, strong guy. And this tiny old lady, right, with, I don't know how old she is, in her 70s. And, you know, she just thwacks him on the head. So clearly she holds a lot of power over him. And she knows that Tora, you know, she has a relationship with him where she can do that with him. And she knows she's not going to get anything back from Tora. I'm really curious to know what he did to earn this whack on the head. I think I think just by saying "Oi, Alice," I think that's all he did was just call her rudely. <laughs> that's what that I think. Got to respect your elders. Um, but yeah, so like Poppy, you know, giggles a little bit, right? And then he ends up saying, like, he's suddenly behind her, and he's like, "What's so funny?" And she's like, "Nothing's funny." And not only that, he puts his huge arm on the small of her back, right? It covers like almost her entire back. And he's so close to her. Like it looks like his chin is even over her bun, if you'll see that. So he's like really close to her. And to me that, I, I right away saw that as like this, it's it's a continuation of his domineering and intimidation tactics, right? Because like physical touch and going cl- physical proximity. But I think also, it also demonstrates to me that he just loves touching her. And loves being near her. And I think this is also just pretty, like, an awkward moment for the two of them. Because, again, this is 
essentially a first date. And for anybody that, you know, when you've like first dates are always so awkward, right? Just like at the beginning, because you don't really know each other and you don't know how to act. And like, she barely knows him over like the course of two days. So it's just, he, he's showed like that moment where he was like laughing in in his, uh, as you said, safe spot. But then when he's back over to her, he's once again, stoic almost, or like, Right. And she blushes and she's sweating and she's not looking at him. And then, you know, Toro looks kind of looks away and he's like, let's go. But his arm is still on her back. But, you know, Poppy's like, well, uh, she's like, you know, again, stuttering. Okay. I can't see his face, but why does it feel like he's laughing? And he is laughing and it's so cute. There's a little like, like he does, he laughs like very quietly. <laughs> Right. And it's just really nice to see this, you know, on this big, tough man, like that he's enjoying himself. Like he has something with Poppy. Poppy gives him something that he doesn't get in other places. She brings a smile to his face. So it also kind of seems like his laughter is very subdued. Like he has to suppress it so much that even in a natural situation where laughing would be normal, it's still kind of a trying to hide it. Right. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he got like cuz we've we've seen that he's been punished for things, right? Maybe he's been punished for laughing before. Oh, I'm sure angsty teenager, he probably laughed at something he should have plenty. Oh time. yeah. But I mean by um uh what's it by Vincent? Yeah. Right, as part of training, I'm assuming to be in the mafia, he had to probably learn how not to show any emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we find out that he's here a lot because he tells Poppy that his usual seat is up the stairs. And she's like, okay, now Alice is like curiously looking at them and she takes her glasses down, right? You know, we first see like a vision of what she sees without glasses where she sees like a blurry vision of Tora and Poppy. She puts her glasses down and she sees... Tora leading Poppy to the staircase again, and his arm very possessively, his hand very possessively on her lower back, which is a pretty intimate place. And, you know, Poppy is putting on her Pikachu face. She's like, these wooden stairs look old. Is it safe to go up? And Tora's like skeptical and like uh, derisive. He's like, are you for real? And she's like, fine, I'll go first, chicken shit. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) Yeah, this is like the beginning of their banter. You know, we love, we, we get to know and love Poppy and Tora banter, and this is the beginning where he's making yeah. fun of her. And, you know, she's like, I heard that, and they crick, crick, crick up the stairs. Staircase is old. Now, right away, we see Alice. She puts this uh, vape pen in her mouth, and she's calling someone, and she lets out this smoke, and she's like, yellow, Fred on fans. And she's like, cut the cap, Freddy. No one cares about your stupid slogan. And this is Fred and Fran, if you remember that he Tora gave out their number twice, the girls who were interested in him. Mm-hmm. Fred and Fran. And Alice says, Hey, hook me up with that bookie friend of yours. I'm feeling lucky tonight. And why is she feeling lucky? Why does she want to gamble? Because the boy bought a little lady over. Would you believe it? So she knows Tora well enough to know that he doesn't bring ladies over. And definitely not there. No. 
Right. And we see more of Alice's amazing getup, by the way. She has like two teeth in her whole mouth and she has these thin bony hands with bright red nail polish and sharp, <laughs> sharp nails. She's just this great character, dramatic, you know, individualistic, does her own thing. Just a so, so really cool person. She's probably like one of my favorite characters in this thing. She's like the that crazy fun grandma. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, they're creaking up the stairs and Poppy lets us in again in her thought process where she's smarter than she lets on. She's like, I didn't mean to doubt your ability steers, but it's better. I don't want him to be staring at my butt. And meanwhile, she's staring at his butt. She's like, better me staring into his bum than him staring into my bum. And, you know, you get the feeling that she kind of is enjoying the view. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, and she's like, sorry, Tara, girl's got to got to protect yourself. You'll survive. <laughs> but then he yeah. uh, he tells her he's like, uh, watch your watch your head. Right. Which she doesn't really need that. But he does. I love how she even like kind of bounces herself up just to chat. Like that's so relatable. I can't say how many times I've tried it just to be like, will I clear this? Oh yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that is really cute. Hold on. I kind of lost my space. Oh yeah. Well, she straight up says she's like, uh, not everyone's six feet tall, you know? And then he corrects her. So it's, it's like you said earlier, um, Six, six and three inches, which is pretty tall. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Poppy has this adorable comment. She's like, six feet and three inches tall? What an accomplishment. You must be very proud of yourself. And which is just so cute. You know, Poppy's like teasing him already. Even though he's intimidating and scary, she has enough courage to tease him. And she, I think, understands that he won't retaliate against her, right? If she really thought he was this nasty, brutish person, she wouldn't tease him. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course he he was all stoic and everything and you can see he kind of blushes on his face as he straightens. Right. And he has this like flustered look on his face like that cartoony face where he's like not he was not expecting that. Like he clearly isn't used to people teasing him and joking around with him and um kind of like putting him in his place like that. And he straightens up and of course what happens? He uh bangs his head into some pipes. Oh, <laughs> I like can feel that. Like, oh no, I know it just hurts, right? Lily's such a good illustrator. It's like exactly, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and he ends up like getting down, like crouching down, and she's like, "That was a hard knock. Are you okay?" Yeah, and, she, and then she touches him. Oh my god, it's so cool! And she, yeah, uh, she like goes right near him, and you know, she, you, you we see her thoughts. She's like. Darn it, I think I laid it on so thick. I'm so sorry, but it's all for a good cause, right? She's kind of overdoing the sympathy. And we know later it's because she wants to, you know, get on his good sides for the picture. And he's like holding his head and crouching down. And there's another panel of him just like, you know, just sitting there and like another one of her on hand on his arm, which to me shows that this is something that's really just new for him. You know, this, her, someone putting her, their hand on him for out of concern and appreciation like it really stops him in his tracks he has a little sweat mark as well yeah it's a very intimate moment Mm -hmm. and then he looks at her 
Sorry, it kind of reminds me of when she brushes his hair on the the stairs. Just the that innocent touch that he's not used to. Mm-hmm. Like a, a touch okay. of concern or like that's because that's what this is where she's concerned for him and his well-being and I don't think he gets that too often. Right and this last panel is just him he puts his hand down and he's just staring straight at her in her eyes and Poppy still has her hand on his arm and they're really close and they're just looking and gazing at each other again in their eyes, just like they did on the stairwell. You know, you can see like, this is something he hasn't really made change his expression yet. And because I think he's used to holding his expression straight, right. You know, put on that blank face so that, you know, whatever reaction, nobody can fault you. Like this is just your default reaction. And this way he can always be safe, but he, um, yeah. And he's just staring at her straight in the eyes. Just really shocked at this encounter. Yeah. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> it's a really good ending. I really like this this image of them together. It's like such a cliffhanger too. Like it's so simple and yet, you know, you definitely are like just waiting for the next chapter. Especially <laughs> because I mean, how he reacted with the the thing on the stairs, how will he react to her touching him like this this time? Mm -hmm. exactly yep okay guys um do we have any other final thoughts before we before we say goodnight um i think i'm good yeah uh i think that these like chapters in the next like the next little ones that you're gonna do are like kind of the first you know really getting to know these two characters and them like for the readers to realize that like yeah these guys belong together mm -hmm. that makes right. sense right they're drawn to each other yeah and they kind of, like complete each other they're like two puzzle pieces and like the banter too like the i think that's just what made these few chapters was uh like the banter the the intent, like, not intensity, the but like, yes, exactly. And especially considering they've known each other for two days, how easily they fell into a very comfortable, most of the time, comfortable uh, camaraderie and that banter, especially being so polar opposite in how they portray themselves to the world that when they're together they can mesh so easily right yeah it's beautiful to see yep thank you so much Ashleen. thank you so much julia for coming on for these two episodes no problem we really appreciate it always a pleasure okay see y'all later see ya bye, bye. Mm -hmm.